0: Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy ninety
1: two point nine.
0: Welcome inside Froggy ninety two point nine. My name is Dano, and I'm joined by the whole Froggy air staff, sharing one story from behind the scenes. We are all remote. I'm in Petaluma. The other three are in Santa Rosa. How's everybody doing? What has it been? One month, Jen? How long has it been?
2: Been 74 (laughs) years. (laughs) Been 84 years. I think it's one and a half months, right?
1: It feels like it's been a year.
2: Yesterday was the first day I actually knew what day it was, and that's because it was May the 4th.
0: And then I heard that the opposite of May the 4th is the next day, is Revenge of the 5th.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So is that supposed to be the Sith day? or
2: Yeah, it
1: sucks that Cinco de Mayo took away from a, a great holiday <laughs> for Sith <sets>
2: of
1: <laughs> the Independence.
2: Cinco de Mayo on a Taco Tuesday, and we're all stuck inside. That sucks. sucks. Oh,
0: disaster.
2: We're making a feast tonight. We've got carne asada and chicken marinating. We're going to make beans and guacamole and salsa, and we're all ready for it to drink Pacifico. <laughs>
0: How's everybody doing? I mean, is, are we still completely on emotional lockdown right now or are you starting to feel we're, ease up a little bit?
1: I feel just blah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I think emotions are definitely still running high, especially tense in my household. It seems like the little things that happen, my girlfriend and I get in arguments about just because we're around each other 24-7 right now. And I know that's the case for a lot of households, but I just feel blah. I'm, I'm just ready For something to change, something to open up, and I just feel like a puddle of mud. Amber?
3: I'm pretty okay. I'm really tired today for some reason. I
2: I got plenty of sleep last night. I've just been really tired. That's really it. Sleepy. Sleepy girl. I've mentioned this a few times. I'm a routine person, so now that this is kind of set in and is my new normal routine, I'm a lot better so once we do get back to like a normal life i'm gonna probably go back to being meh because it's gonna take me a long time a while to get used to my old routine
0: i'm easing up i don't know i i'm doing a few things that i were like we've gone out to eat a couple of times when i said i wouldn't do that and it's just starting to feel like it's not coming to fruition in the same way that they had feared it would which some people are like, Ugh, see? To me, I'm like, great. That's not to say that there hasn't been a lot of devastation um, to people's lives because there has been, but better than if the hospitals were overflowing and if Sanoa State was full of corpses. That's the picture they were painting. So now that that's not happening, I'm like, mm, get a pizza, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's a trend and hopefully we're, moving towards easing even more because guys there's phases okay i don't know if you know there's a phase and it's in phase two and then we're moving on to the next phase of phasing i have a whole staff and a plan of phasing which is different than the federal phasing yeah because there's a state phasing and the county
1: this phase that we're in or the one that just came out is like you can go to a nursery now it's like one or two businesses at a time and i'm I'm just not ready for phase 67. I can now go to Subway.
3: You can go to a park, but you can't drive there. That's stupid.
0: I want to know when can I get a big table at Hooters with all my friends and we can have all the wings and hang
1: out and watch a football game.
0: What phase is that?
1: That's not until phase 97.
0: Well, we always come up with an interesting way to figure out who's gonna tell one story from their lives from behind the scenes at the station. Currently, I am waiting for a garage door repairman to arrive. And I'm just at the very end of his window when he said he'd be here, which was 10 to noon. So I've been waiting for two hours. Amber, I know that you were waiting on uh, our engineer, Greg, to help fix her computer. I wanted to ask everybody, What's the longest you've waited for some kind of service, either at the doctor's office or somewhere else? Jen?
2: I waited in line for a really long time for Bon Jovi tickets once. It was like four or five hours. Wow. We joined the fan club, and if you went to the venue the day that tickets went on sale and you were part of the fan club, rows two through ten, the even numbers were held for fan club members. Dang. So my mom and I got up at oh, dark 30 in the morning and drove to San Jose and waited in line. But I got six throw tickets. so Oh,
0: worth it. Fun fact, God. I did
2: end up going to that show with a 102 degree fever because I was sick, but I was not giving up my sixth throw ticket. Amber? Does
3: waiting for your phone count?
0: Don't <laughs> wait on that phone from China, huh?
3: No, I got a new phone. I just waited for three months for it.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. We'll count that, Tanner.
1: (laughs) Well, my wait for something finally ended today. My washing machine and dryer is finally here. (laughs) Literally, they just installed it 10 minutes ago. Five and a half months.
0: What are you even doing on this podcast right now? You should be in there celebrating.
1: I, I you should specific- mix
3: up a whole margarita in the washing machine.
1: <laughs> I love it. Cinco de Mayo at my house, everybody. <laughs> sure. They installed it. Then they told me the, the washer and the dryer settings are actually backwards now. So every time I want to wash something hot, I actually have to put it on cold. I don't know
0: how that what? happened.
1: Yeah, it's stupid.
0: No, that just means that they're dumbasses and put the wrong pipe to the wrong spout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever. but uh, I, I have a washing machine and a dryer so i'm happy so five and a half months for me
0: a one time when the giants were really really good 2000 they were one of the best teams in baseball and they won the nl west that year and towards the end of the season it was really tough to get tickets and they were all sold out and this is kind of pre like stub hub days so it was hard to get tickets unless you're like actually buying from a scalper and we didn't want to do that so they offer day of game tickets they always have like 200 day of game tickets no matter what to try and guarantee that you know it's never actually a true sellout, and so we went down to a Giants game. I think it was at ten a.m. for a seven o'clock game. Waited in line, and they do a lottery, but we found a way to game the system on the lottery. And we had one person every ten people in line. And we were able to get the tickets. So I probably waited nine hours. What is it? Ten to seven. So no, nine. I'll say nine hours. Jen, what did you? What was yours like? Twelve. Mine was like five. Okay, five hours. And Tanner, you've been waiting how long? How many weeks?
1: Five and a half months. Great. <laughs>
0: I guess mine's the shortest, then Jen, then Amber, and then Tanner. So my story I want to share today is about how I'm a walking contradiction, and I don't really know who I am as a person. All three of you know this about me. I simultaneously want to drop hot takes, but also I want everyone to like me. And those are often in conflict. (laughs) And that came to a head this week because, as I mentioned on the podcast last week, I get nothing but sponsored posts on Instagram from bro bro motivational life coach. Sometimes they're Christians, preachers. Other times they're just financial guru guys who want me to get involved, like Gary V people, constantly, constantly. After I talked about it on the podcast, I'm going through my feed and it's literally every other post. Some dude who's trying to motivate me at that moment with everything going on in my life, I'm like, I'm motivated. The blood is coming out of my eyes. I'm doing everything I can. Go away. So I screenshotted every single one of them and I put them in a pic collage and I made a post and I was literally like, this is what I'm dealing with. I hate bro motivators. Get out of my feed. I'm bleeding from my eyes. I want nothing to do with you. You're all fake preachers. This, middle finger. And I felt pretty good about it. And then a colleague of mine in radio comments on the Instagram post and says, hey, I know one of those guys. No. So I look and see the guy that I screenshotted as the senior vice president in charge of programming for a major, major radio network.
2: That's amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and i heard from him and, oh you heard uh, from him i did i won't say which but you can take a big guess and not that i'm trying to go work for them necessarily but then that engaged my i want everyone to like me side of me where i'm like ah networking ah, no i didn't mean it that way ah So I found myself feeling very foolish this week. He was very nice to me about it. He was just like, if you don't like the post, you don't have to like the post. My issue is this. I don't have a problem with any of those people existing. I have a problem with, I have no interest in that. And Instagram keeps showing it to me. I keep telling Instagram, I don't want to see it. And they're like, but don't you want to see this bro motivator? I'm like, no, I don't want to see any of them.
1: I feel like the more you say bro motivator, your phone is like recording you saying that and you're going to get more of them on your feed.
0: It has to be because I listen to Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is like motivational, financial, and Christian. And so that must be the reason. Must They must track my podcast listening and know, whoa, he'll like this guy. That makes sense. I, just, I knew you all would laugh because that was just literally me in a moment of dropping a hot take, but then also like, oh, I mean, uh, sorry.
3: Funny because I was literally thinking that this weekend, and I was just like, "Man, for a dude that wants a lot of people to like him, he's dropping a lot of hot takes right now." <laughs> I'm mean, so many
1: things. Tanner, what feeling did you get in your gut when you realized that you posted about someone that also works in the radio industry and they reached out to you? Did you know that it was someone in the industry? No, Before I know they messaged you.
0: No, I know I, I literally have no clue. I didn't even read the post, I just looked at it. I went, Bro, motivator. That is a guy who's my age. You say bro derogatorily, but it's just a person who's my age, and they're some sort of motivational quote graphic, which are very popular. The feeling I had in my stomach was that I felt badly that he was taking it personally, and I can understand why he would take it personally. But really, my beef is not. With the fact that they exist, it's kind of cool i mean it's it's cool that people want to inspire other people, but I don't need to see it. so I tried to make that point, but you know I, I could I could get it if somebody talked trash about some of your content, you know, and again, he was pretty cool about it. I can't decide whether I'm Wolverine or Cyclops, and it's just they're <laughs> both part of me. Jen's Scottish too, so she'll understand there's just a certain level of offense that you achieve when you have Scottish blood, where you are going to tear a wall down and let the truth be known. <laughs> and you can't stand it anymore. I think we've all
2: witnessed that side of me.
0: <laughs> I just get activated sometimes, but then afterwards I usually feel bad, or I, you know, people don't understand specifically what I'm saying. I have trouble articulating sometimes.
1: I enjoy when it happens though, because every time I see you drop a hot take on social media, it's just like that Michael Jackson meme of him eating popcorn. I love reading through the comments on there. You've dropped a f- quite a few hot takes recently, and every time I literally go, "Oh, Danos dropped a hot take," and then I go through the the comments, and it's uh, entertaining.
0: I guess that's my job, but sometimes it's you know it's a heavy burden to bear. So that's my story this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Jen, you're up next.
2: During life in quarantine and shelter in place, I decided that I was going to watch a television program that everyone seems to really like. Veronica Mars. Oh. It's my favorite. Well, here we go. I am almost finished with season one. And while I can see how parts of the show are, I'm stuck, I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I don't think it's that good. Are some it's not the best. <laughs> some of the storylines are quite interesting. However, there are some really, really sexist and racist stuff in this first season.
0: Ooh, like what?
2: There's a lot of derogatory comments towards the Hispanic community that is just blatantly out there. There is straight up sexism and slut shaming and it's cringeworthy. Well, In-
0: remind me again, this is or- Kristen Bell, and what's the premise? She's a detective?
2: She's a high school kid, and her dad is a PI, and she, like, solves crimes. So, so great! I'm thinking-, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking this is kind of along the lines of Murder, she wrote, so this should be, like, right up my alley, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, the worst show I've ever seen. I'm having a hard time grasping why it was so popular. So my question to you guys is what is a movie or a TV show or something that Mm. everyone loved, loved, loved and you watched and thought it was pure trash? Mm. Twilight. uh, That's awful. I won't even watch it. My
3: friends are obsessed with it. They gave me the first book. I read the first book and I was like trash. This is a terrible piece of literature. And then they gave me the second book and I couldn't get through it. And they literally shunned me because I didn't like Twilight. And I'll never forget it. And then I tried to watch the movies when I got older. And I was like, this is so cringy and gross and weird. Why does he sparkle in the
2: sunlight? It doesn't make any sense. When the books came out, and the staffing in the building had to have been twice the size that it is now, and the ladies in the building were passing around the books. (laughs) Someone that used to work there tried to get me to read it, and I was like, well, explain it to me. And she got about two sentences in, and I was like, that's a hard pass. Who was it? Karina.
0: oh yeah i could see her melanie my wife read it did she like it she was into the first one and then as she got into the next one it was like kind of dumb yeah.
1: my <laughs> favorite thing about twilight is that which i never thought that'd be a sentence i would say out loud is <laughs> that it takes place in forks washington which is not too far from where i'm from and if you go to the town of forks it is so lame twilight has made forks an actual town ta- now it's just a tourist destination that people go to just because of twilight but before twilight came out i was like you're gonna make a series about forks (laughs) (laughs) i was like forks all the cities in this state that's like putting a show in that's super famous in bakersfield (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't make sense
0: My show is beloved and is critically acclaimed, is hugely successful, and I made it one episode in. And the show that I cannot stand, that everyone in the world loves, is Breaking Bad.
2: Knew you were going to say that.
0: I don't like drugs. I don't have a secret desire to deal drugs. I don't have a secret desire to know how drugs are made and or dealt. And the crazy situations you find yourself in don't deal drugs. The it's thing, more complicated thing, than that. Oh, is it? It's so, <laughs> it's, it's so like in the pilot, people are like, Well, no, you don't understand. He starts off as a simple guy. He's an a hole from the moment the show starts. You can see, like, there's a few times where he's being downtrodden and put upon, but that Brian Cranston voice, like, comes out in the first episode. He's already doing a Batman voice for stuff. And it's just like, Shave your head already. They're melting a body. I don't need to see a show where you melt a body and then it falls all over you. I'm good. I'm good. I have a feeling I know what's going to happen in this show. And I don't, the only thing I would be interested in seeing is Bob Odenkirk because he's hilarious. That's it. I have no other interest in any other aspect of that show.
2: I didn't watch the show as it was on TV. But everyone kept telling us to watch it. So we watched the first season, which is only like six episodes or so. And I was like, yep, nope, this is not for me. And everyone said, give it like an episode or two in season two and you'll be hooked. And I I love it. It's one of my favorites.
1: Breaking Bad for me is one of those shows that... It was the first show that I binge watched from the beginning to the end on Netflix. I think because of that, because I was so fascinated with what Netflix was, I think it holds a little bit of a special place, maybe even a little bit better of a show than it was.
2: Outside of being about drugs or whatever, the character development in the show is brilliant.
1: I just met the, uh, the bald dude with the goatee that's not Brian Cranston. Who, who's that guy? He's the old dude.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched the show, but I know who you're talking
1: about. I met that guy at an event in Palm Springs, and he said one thing to me. He said, where's the bar?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I met Aaron Paul at a music festival in Atlanta. I love You did? Yeah. Nice. My friend got to take a picture of them, but I didn't. They wouldn't let me.
1: What? Boo. That's lame.
3: (laughs) They could only have one person back there near his bus or whatever. And I was like, sure. Did
1: you like him less after that?
3: It wasn't him. It was a security guard. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a weird situation. But I kind of feel the way Dan feels about Breaking Bad about Ozark, which I love. But like, you have to understand how money laundering works to understand Ozark. And I don't understand how money laundering works. Cole was like, so this is how it works. And I said, what? I don't get it.
1: (laughs) I feel really bad saying this, but my show... And Amber's going to throw something at me through the Zoom call right now. But Parks and Recreation, I can't do it. I have tried at least six or seven times. I don't know if it's just not for me. I loved The Office, but I just can't get behind it. And I don't know why. I wish I had a great explanation, like why Amber hates Twilight or why Dano hates Breaking Bad, But I just don't like it. And I can't explain why. I think a big part is... I love Aziz Ansari, but I think he's really, really annoying in this show. Or maybe it's just not my cup of tea, but I cannot stand Parks and Rec.
3: I love that lengthy explanation. (laughs) (laughs) I think that maybe it was so funny for its time, kind of like right there along with The Office with like the workplace comedies. It was just like really funny and original for its time. And that's why I liked it. And I could see why maybe... People don't like it nowadays because it's not as sophisticated. When I was taking a telecom class they were explaining to me the difference between like gourmet tv shows and home-cooked tv shows and then like fast food tv shows yeah and i think that parks and rec fits into that home-cooked tv yeah. show it's not like gourmet it's not like game of thrones and like all these intense storylines and plots we're used to now like we watch it's just something these, you like, can kind of put on shows. and relax to yeah
1: and i have nothing against the show But I feel like for me, I just missed the bus on it. Maybe. There's a theory. It's probably the only
0: theory I remember from from college, but there's a theory I learned about called the theory of least offensive programming. So sometimes it matters a lot less, obviously in a streaming age. But back when you know there's three or four networks, the networks would sometimes, depending on what else was in the market at that time slot, would purposely choose something which is totally middle of the road because it would be least offensive. So they wouldn't want a highly polarizing show mm-hmm. going up against another highly polarizing show, another highly specific show. And so they just put something on... That was you know simple and a, a site you know where like if you're flipping around the channel you're like all right this is fine i'm least yeah. offended by that just to get and it wouldn't do great numbers but it would do consistent numbers which yeah. is really
1: what they want so interesting biggest example of that the big bang theory which i hate uh, How was yep. that a show for as long as it was i don't get it right? people
2: like my
3: mom loved it
2: <laughs> i've seen a couple episodes and i just that main girl like i've seen her in a few things she can't act her way out of a paper bag yeah. <laughs> there's like no redeeming anything about whatever her name is Kaylee whatever Kaylee Kyoko
3: uh, cool,
2: cool, cool, cool.
3: <laughs> well Jen
0: please report back to us in a couple of weeks uh, when you've completed Veronica Mars what the thrilling conclusion was
2: okay I will How I will many say, other
0: racial slurs they use
3: I think it Here. gets better and it, they start to address like societal woes
2: okay
3: i think you're gonna like it okay
1: amber's <laughs> like why is everybody crapping on my shows
3: i <laughs> know <laughs> no, that's okay i watch too much tv probably same
1: well i
0: didn't get, i didn't get a chance to talk about buffy the vampire slayer so if you guys want to take some shots at me for that you can go ahead i've uh, never
2: i don't have an opinion
1: yeah i honestly I haven't heard of it until you <laughs> someday i'll
0: make you watch it uh amber you're up next
2: so you guys remember last week we were
3: talking about the cleanliness of our homes and out of context like with no context whatsoever i asked my boyfriend cole on a scale of one to ten ten being the cleanest what would you rate our apartment and i asked him this after we talked and he also said a sit and i was like you think a six that's funny because i also said a six on the podcast and he was like amber why would you say our house is a six on the world wide web (laughs) i was like babe i didn't think really that many people listen to the podcast or care that our apartment is a six it's not a big deal And he's like that is just unacceptable and i can't believe you said that our house isn't even really that dirty and he's just like panicking I was like, you literally just said it was a six.
2: He's like, yeah, but not for the whole world to hear,
3: not for thousands of people in Sonoma County. I was like, well, you're kind of over-exaggerating. So this weekend, all we did was clean. No. And, like repair things and put things up and reorganize and throw things away. So My house is like pretty up there now because of what I said last week on the podcast. I feel like I've been punished and I have to do all my chores.
0: (laughs) The way that you're describing his reaction to it is like you told the king about your homestead or something. And like, he's (laughs) afraid that like you're gonna be captured. It sounds like the Civil War or something.
3: He was so upset. He was like, I don't know. I don't really have any like questions for you guys or anything or anything to bounce off that with, but I just wanted to share it, it, it just well, so it's, everyone knows. What? It's,
1: it's cool that you guys have the same idea of how clean your place is. You guys have the same expectation for, cause I feel like my girlfriend and I, we have very different expectations of what clean is. I can have pizza boxes all around. There'll be like a a cup on the ground and I'll be like, it's a nine. And Lindsay will be like, it's a three. (laughs) She told me one day that I needed to grab a butter knife and then put a cloth around it and then make it wet and then go by all of the molding in the house to clean all of it. And I was like, I've never heard of such a thing in my entire life. That's a good idea. The different level of clean. Wow. And I feel like since I'm a 23-year-old boy, of course I have a different level of clean than my girlfriend would. Or she needs everything perfect. I did
0: pledge restoring oil on my cabinets in the kitchen and my wife said, when did we get a new kitchen?
2: Yeah, that's a win.
0: I hear it lasts three weeks. Amber, get specific. What's some of the stuff you did this
3: weekend? I have an excess of products and makeup and things like that I didn't use. So I literally took everything out of our linen closet and our bathroom and I just started throwing stuff away. And I don't know if it's I hoard things or people just give me lotion, but ended up with so much of that stuff and it was just taking up so much room and everything was really cluttered. So we worked on that. I cleaned, like deep cleaned the bathroom. We ran the Roomba, we mopped, we cleaned all the like surface areas and we, yeah, dusted. And we even cleaned, like, the baseboards and everything. And it's pretty clean in there. We found some things we had been looking for for a while. Like, I found my NutriBullet. Hey! (laughs) That was lost for, like, two years, even though I've moved twice.
1: You can join the smoothie gang. (laughs) It was lost through the moves?
3: I I haven't seen that thing in, like, two to three years. And I found it on Sunday. So, thumbs up.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think i've been going like crazy anytime i can just because i'm sitting here staring at it so i have all these plans i'm like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna, I'm gonna replace this light bulb and it's just you know because now you're just staring at all this <laughs> stuff you know you usually you know get a chance to look at so it's
3: the cleanliness is high
0: yeah. i guess
1: that's a, a good thing yeah it's time to clean your microwaves y'all
3: mine gets so dirty
1: well amber i guess uh I, we can say you're welcome <laughs>
3: <laughs> thanks guys
0: take full responsibility for that okay tanner you waited the longest you waited five and a half months for a washer and dryer
1: backwards what do you uh, what do you got? so as you guys can see on zoom but uh people listening to the podcast don't know that i literally look like a thumb right now <laughs> i made a mistake my hair is typically always long on the top a little bit shorter on the sides and my hair it gets sometimes turns into a rat's nest and it gets out of control especially on the weekends and i kept getting in my eye and i kept moving to the side i went you know what Screw it. Went to the bathroom, grabbed beard clippers and just shaved the center of my head just because I was tired of hair. I was like, who's going to see me anyways? And I looked at myself and I was like, what did I just do? No, I have to cut the rest of my hair right now. So now I look like a human thumb and I haven't seen myself with this short of hair since I was probably want to say 14 years old. I've always,
3: 14. Had...
1: I feel like I now know what it feels like to be a girl and get bangs and then regret it later.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Anyone listening to this podcast thinking about getting bangs. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: it. Have you had it? Did you have bangs?
2: I I did it in like the sixth grade or something. And that was back when the girls did the stupid hoops on their bangs. Oh yeah. My hair don't do that. My hair, it just, it's, it's, it's like Monica and friends when they're in Cancun or whatever. It's just big. So yeah, don't do it. It takes forever to grow out and then you're pinning them back. It's a, it's a hot mess.
1: I just feel like I'm a hot mess right now because I have this buzz cut where I look weird and I'm growing out this beard until the kids are back in school. I don't recognize myself. I feel like I look completely different than I did three months ago because of this.
2: Probably. I said it when we signed on. But you didn't do a horrible job cutting your sure. hair. The haircut just doesn't work with your face.
1: No, it, looks it like doesn't. like it's a
2: different person. Feel free to
1: roast me as much as you want, guys. I deserve it. I don't think it's that <laughs> bad.
0: I, I, I don't think it's that bad at all.
1: I have a jacked up hairline and I shaved it. And I was like, I look like a 45. Like no disrespect to 45 year olds, but I'm in my 20s. Um, and I thought to myself, I aged 20 years in a matter of minutes.
0: And if you cut your hair again, you'd be 65, and then everyone would be okay with you dying of coronavirus. My God. That's literally, people online are like, well, look, you know, the three deaths in Sinema County, they were all over 65. Yeah. Like, that's somehow a good thing. That's not that old. You're not that far away from that. But as soon as you're 65, people are just like, shoot him out of his face. They're 65.
1: Yeah. It's like once you start knitting, that's like it's okay for you to get coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) So my question was, when have you cut your hair or try to perform some type of regimen or professional service on yourself and it went bad.
2: I gave up trying to paint my nails because like my left hand would look really, really good. And then my right hand would look like Dano's children did my like nails. Like a six year old. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only thing I can think of. I've never, Katie sometimes trims my hair, but it just all one length. So it's really hard to mess up. So I don't think I've ever had anything too traumatic that I've done to myself. When I was,
3: like, 12, I sneeze when I pluck my eyebrows. What? Like, crazy. Yeah, like, for some reason, it, like, I keep hitting a nerve or something, and my eyes water, and I sneeze. So, okay, thank God. I I thought it was, like, the weirdest thing, and it would just annoy me. So I hated plucking my eyebrows. I got tired of doing it. So I was, like, the next best thing I could do that I had available to myself was a razor. (laughs)
1: no like to shave
3: your legs with so i was like if i'm careful i can just kind of go sideways i went a little too far to the left and I shaved like this much of my eyebrow off, oh, like no. a chunk of my left eyebrow off. And I was going on vacation literally the next day. And I just like, I remember the whole time like trying to cover my face because I was so embarrassed about my eyebrow. My grandma like helped me fill it in. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. So I should have just waited to like go get a wax or something. But uh, accidents happen. Right, Tanner?
1: Yep. I'm never gonna buzz my hair ever again. Only one I can really think of. I've never
0: done the self haircut.
1: Melanie just gave me a haircut, as I mentioned, a couple episodes ago, and I'm very happy
0: with it. So that could have gone really bad. But she's good at stuff like that. The only thing I can think of is a medical procedure I performed on myself. When I was a little kid, probably like, fourth grade I had a desk and you know you, your desk at school is like it's got the desk on top and then it's got that opening underneath where you shove all your stuff mm-hmm. right and you would just reach in there to get stuff well one day I reached in there to I don't even remember I was trying to get a folder or something and there happened to be a pencil that was sticking out in the desk and it went directly into my hand and then the graphite broke off in my hand because it was it just a uh, my hand into the darkness and boom, and oh then I pull God. it out and there's the freaking graphite in there right and I don't know how it happened but literally just the tip broke off right into my hand blood and so I went I ran to the bathroom I'm trying to like get paper towels on it and you know cover it up and in doing that I had pushed it in pretty far but then I couldn't tell whether it had actually gone in my hand or whether it had just made a mark so I could see like some
1: blackness in my hand like from the pencil But you weren't sure if you just marked your hand or something i wasn't
0: sure if it was just a mark from my hand or whether there was really a piece in there or not so then i got a knife at home and i basically like started digging around in there oh. to try to see how old and I were literally you? couldn't tell, and to this day can't really see it. But right there, I will show you. There's still a little black mark. Did
1: you ever tell your parents about it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. When well, they took me to the doctor, I didn't really tell them about the knife part, but they took me to the doctor, <laughs> and uh, see a little dark part right there. Yeah, yeah. Right, right there. So,
1: what if it's uh, still in there?
0: I think it is because. The doctor was like, Oh, that's just a mark, but I'm pretty sure it was the tip of the pencil.
1: Yeah. So that's my story. What if that gave you a a superpower and you became like pencil man or something?
2: It did. (laughs) The king of hot takes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hot takes, straight from the pencil in his hand to the tippy tap on his Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has no eraser. He's all
1: (laughs) permanent marker, baby.
0: Well, thank you so much, everybody, for sharing your stories this week on the podcast. Uh, Always insightful to learn about our lives. And if you're listening at home, I hope these have been helping you get through some weird days. Uh, They're weird for us, too. We would much rather be in the studio together doing these. But someday we'll see you people again, I think. Don't forget to leave us a review. Leave us a review for the podcast in the Apple Podcast app, and you will be read on the air. I'll take it one step further. The next person that leaves us a review, you contact us with your information. We will allow you to be on the podcast as a guest for a segment, not the whole show. We're not, not getting crazy. It's going to be five people is too much, but so us a review and uh, you can email us feedback at froggy929.com or leave us a direct message on the Instagram page. We will get you on the show and we'll see you next week. You can listen to more episodes of the Inside Froggy 92.9 podcast right now, wherever you're listening. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already and stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.